Tyler Jane is a Brisbane-based pop R&B artist whose single Energy has just passed 16 million streams. I think it got to a million after a day, which was like insane. I was like, I've peaked. In this week's episode, Tyler talks about how she made a song that she didn't want to drop go viral. A week before release, I was like, this doesn't sound anything like I had envisioned. With a few bumps along the way. <laughs> and I had to keep going and pretend like nothing was happening. And I looked back at the sound guy and he was like... Heck. Tyler's career is blowing up the Brisbane music scene and we're stoked to have her on the show. Let go of the idea that people are going to see your vision. All right, should we do it? Let's do it. All righty. Yeah, we're going straight in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Fro Show. My name is Frank Menken. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host, Joe Murray. Hello, Frank. And we are joined by another beautiful guest, Ooh. Tyler Jane. Howdy, howdy. Yeah. Howdy, howdy. Welcome howdy. to the show. I'm so excited to be here. You are, I don't want to be mean, but I'm going to say you're probably our coolest dressed guest that we've had. Stop. Yeah. I always go off Rihanna's like, quote, which is like, they might beat me, but they can't beat my outfit. Uh. <laughs> and so, so I live by that. That's a good nice. quote. Nice. It is. I go by um, jeans and a t-shirt rules the world. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's Comfort's key. Comfort is key. Comfort I literally key. just bought new shoes. We t- we, we're both wearing our new shoes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Me too. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Love it. <laughs> so welcome crew. to the show. It's so good to have you. I'm so excited. You are our first musician, exclusive musician. Woo-woo. Yes. Yeah. That's We've had exciting. producers, but not a musician. We've had a musician that also does fashion design. Oh. Who now? F- oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. First but yes, you're our first exclusive musician. Exclusive, love that. So do you want to yes. do you want to give your your own little bio? What do you do? What do you what do you make? Sure. I um well, what do I do? Um so I sing. That's my thing. I do like pop R&B music and um I'm an independent artist just been kind of doing it for myself for the last year and things have like slowly picked up. So yeah, I just I do music. I produce a little bit of my own stuff, kind of working through that at the moment. But um, yeah, writing songs is kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. How did you like start writing music then? Like what, what kind of started that process for you? Um, I think I've like the cliche answer, like I've always done it. But mm. um, we were kind of in like the midst of COVID and I always would write my own music. But like I kind of was like, well, you've got nothing else to do. Like let's... Let's write it and actually put it out there. So the process is always very different. Like sometimes I will have something I want to talk about or sometimes I'll just hear a beat and I'll be like, oh, this matches this. Um, But most of the time I like to kind of start with like a beat and then go over the top of that. Whatever that kind of beat makes me feel, I'll kind of write about it. And then, then it goes from there and then it's just like hours and hours of just sitting down and going through stuff and writing but I think writing is my favorite part of the whole process I love that like coming up with real quirky things to write about it and put them in almost like comedic ways I like doing that yeah because you've done some like meme music as well haven't yeah, you yeah I love meme music yeah <laughs> I really want to get into it like I don't know if you saw but on my like, I did that's, yes, why, that's why I brought it up <laughs> yeah I put up like um this like country meme beat and I was like I really want to do this like I love like Doja Cat she's Mm. like she's so popular and take a lot of inspo from her but like she's funny like when she sings her lyrics are funny Mm. and I love that because like sometimes it is so serious yeah and I like that you know 
I think guys do it a lot. There's a lot of guys that make music that's really funny. Like there's like Chance the Rapper and people yeah. like that that have like real funny takes and funny lyrics. Dominic Fike is really good yes. at that. Mm. Yes. I've been getting really into Dominic Fike recently and I listened to his latest album and I was like laughing out loud every 30 seconds. It's great. Uh, he's amazing. Like... It's funny too, because like no one really, because he's in Euphoria yeah. as well. Mm. Like no one really knew about him, and yeah. then when they realized that was him, like his epic "I Love" is like three nights, obviously. Yeah, such a good one. Um, but yeah, guys do it a lot. Guys always kind of use like lyrics, very like quirky and very comedic. And I think like just now, especially with Doja coming through, like girls are starting to do it a bit more and not be as serious with their lyrics. So mm. I, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're working towards then? You want to do a bit more silly stuff? Because so far, like, yeah. you've been doing this, this like, pop R&B style, mm. and that's been quite serious so far. Yeah. Not entirely the whole time, I don't think, but... Yeah, exactly. I think my... Um, I've released so many, like, different styles of music. Like, when I first came out with music, it was, like, indie pop. Yeah. Mm. Like, I came out with My Oh My and, like, West Side Romance, and they're very, like, synth pop and not really what I do now. I think I was just kind of playing around with um, releasing music and working with it and just getting things out because I think if you don't do anything, you kind of just sit and wait for this perfect moment that's not really happening. Yeah. Mm. So I put a few songs out and then Energy which was the one that took off funny enough was more my style. So I think people could see that that's what I like doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's was my most successful one. So that one was, I guess it's not like serious, but at the same time, it's not like super goofy. I think it was more of like a self-love hype song. Um, so I think after energy, I was like, right, people can see this is the type of music I want to make. And then came out with flawless recently, which is kind of on like the same, way and now I'm kind of moving away from like the old like indie pop type stuff and then moving more towards R&B I think I want to like I think I'm, my music's always going to have a a serious side to it like there's always going to be you know you're a serious artist you gotta come out with music that's actually music but yeah I think just adding like that comedic side to it will be really interesting and it'll be fun to play with to see how people react to it yeah yeah yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about energy because mm. from what I remember, there was there was a bit of a lull between when you released it and when it actually became really, really yeah. popular. Yeah. Um, what was that process like? Also, how many streams does it have as of right now? Do you know I off the top of your head? I think 13 million on Spotify and I think it just hit 5 million on Apple Music, which That's is absurd. wild, Insane. crazy. Have um, you tried quantifying, sorry, before we yeah. actually get into that question, <laughs> have you tried quantifying those numbers in your head? Like, have you realised how many people that is? Um, not, I, not really. Like, um, Zach, my boyfriend for people listening, he says that to me all the time. He's like, do you realise how many people... He, like, did a number on his phone. It was like one in every four people in Australia have listened to it. Which Whoa. I, when I heard that, I was like, that is <gasps> wild. Yeah. Um, but... Not really. I think when I, the way I kind of go like, wow, people are listening to my music is when people comment on my stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like people are actually taking the time and, or even DMing me and telling me how they felt listening to the music. That's why I go, wow, people are listening to mm. it. Like they're hearing it and they love it. So it's, it's pretty cool to think about. But um, answering your question, mm. it, it actually was a really funny process because um, the week 
before I released it, you came to the release party show yeah. as well. That week, I was so over it. Like, I didn't even want to drop it. Wow. I was like, the whole process was just nothing went to plan. Like, mm. just in, even In like, what way? Yeah. Like, I, I did a... And this happens all the time, so no, like... Um, beef to the people working on it but sometimes when you work with certain songs like you have certain producers that it just doesn't go well like yeah. sometimes they just you're not on the same path right and that's where you gotta kind of move and I had this deadline because I had a show and I, I needed to put it out and like a week before I got like the uh, a mix back and I was like this is not it like this oh. doesn't sound anything like I had envisioned which is you know the combined of different things but so a week before release I was like oh my gosh I need to figure this out right and then so I scrambled and I did a few things and um, finally ended up with this guy that was epic and then um, he sent me back the final draft and I put it on TikTok like a couple days before my um, headline show for it and that's when that video popped off and I was like oh my gosh like I literally was so close to not releasing this song. Like I was considering doing the headlining show and just being like, sorry guys, I'm actually not dropping this song, but like, thanks for coming. Um, and yeah, so I, yeah, I wanted to completely drop it. And then I posted it on TikTok and bear in mind, my TikTok had never done well. Yeah. Like, it's not like I had views for other things. Like I might, my, my highest one might've been like 10K right. on mm. like something else. And then I posted it. And I actually reposted it. Like I posted the first one of the exact same video and it mm. didn't do well. Yeah. And then I was like, it was like 12 o'clock at night and I posted it and I was like, eh, whatever, we'll see if it does well. And then I woke up and I hopped on my Instagram and I had like thousands of followers and I was like, what is this? Whoa. I was like, this seems, <laughs> I was like, what in the world? And I, they didn't even click to me like TikTok. So I didn't even go and check TikTok right. because yeah. I was like, uh... Like I already posted that video. I just reposted it with someone's like comment, like drop the song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like why? I didn't even do anything on Instagram. Like this is weird. <sighs> like the song's not out. And then I like a couple, maybe like 30 minutes later, I went on TikTok and it was just like slammed. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, mm. and it took a while. Like it, if I think it got to a million after a day, which was like insane. I was like, I've peaked. This is on it. TikTok on or? TikTok. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm retiring now. Like, that's <laughs> it. We're never going to get more than this. Um, and so I quickly scrambled and put like a pre-save out and got some pre-saves through. And then we dropped the song a week later and it did great. Like it more than anything of my other songs had done, but it wasn't like an instant, bam, you, you hit a million. Like yeah. it was mm. like a gradual build and build and build and it never like dropped. It just kind of kept going up. Right. And then we got to a million after like a couple of weeks and um, which was epic. And I just kind of like left it. I didn't really look at it. I kind of went and worked on my own stuff and bear in mind, I was working like full time as well. So I was kind of I was like, that's epic, it hit one mil. Like, this is so cool. Um, and then, like you said, like, it just kind of kept growing. And six months later, it was, like, put on its, like, first, like, Spotify playlist. Right. And it just kind of, like, hit a point where then it just went, whew. Yeah. yeah. And went really fast, so. Do you know what that first Spotify playlist was that it was on? Yeah, Viral Hits. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah which was 
Was, really so was that directly because of the TikTok then or? I think so because it, there was like a trend going with my song that like girls were um, doing like their morning routines to it. That's oh. cute. So like they were like waking up and videoing like them eating breakfast and this stuff and it was like a whole a very wholesome trend that's lovely like, yeah. i watched and i was like oh my gosh i love and this and you didn't have anything to do with that started. no no do you know I, what the first one was that did that yeah there was um when you like click it it's like one of the first like click the sound it's one of the first ones to come up i think her name's like amanda right um and she's pretty popular herself so she must have heard it from somewhere but um yeah, and it, it just was like like 30,000 videos of wow. like people um, doing this like morning routine. Or it was like them doing their self-care, yeah. which mm. was like, I loved it because it was like, that's what the song was about. Like exactly what I wrote it for was what people were using it as. And I, I loved that. So it was so cool that this trend kind of came from it. And then from that... I think that's when it kind of got into that viral hits playlist because it was trending on TikTok, the sound, right, which right. I didn't know till like after. So, which is really <laughs> funny. So it was trending and I had no clue. So how long between you drop actually dropping the song and you realizing that it was trending on TikTok? Um, probably like, I would say it took six months for me to oh, be wow. like, this is actually doing really well. But I think like three months into it, I was like, oh, people are doing stuff to it this, this is, is cool like it's doing it's doing great and like it hit a million so I kind of been like this is great like yeah. I didn't really have to go into much detail about yeah. it um I was just kind of thinking about what I was going to do next and yeah. like moving forward while still trying to like take it all in and yeah. then yeah but I would say six months into it I was like oh yeah. this is doing good like it's going yes yeah. yep exactly so yeah, six months. It takes time. Mm. It takes time. That's the same with the song I just released as well. Like, you can kind of look at it and be like, wow, Energy's got three mil and this has 200K. Like, what's wrong? Mm. But then you just got to sit back and be like, it's it's going to have its moment. Yeah. It just needs that. It just needs one viral moment. And that's it. Mm. That's all it takes. That's all it took for me with Energy was like one viral song and then... Whew, yeah. went through yeah so your intention with energy was that like self-care kind of routine yeah um what was your intention then with flawless what was the what was the intention going into that well I think like the the difference between them like energy I kind of wrote as like a hype song to myself but in like a in a self-care way where it wasn't like you know we have like the Megan the Stallion that's like yeah. I'm a baddie like that yeah. type of thing mine was more of like a subtle like you're doing good like you're working on yourself and that's all you need to do do you think that played a really big part in it resonating more with people yeah I think so because I think and a lot of people said this to me like it wasn't a very in your face song that you felt like you had to be this like crazy insane it girl like yeah. it was just like you're working on yourself and that's kind of all you need to be doing and like no matter where you're at like I think one of the lyrics is last year was a mess but I'm growing up like thanking God that I'm so blessed so I think people were like okay I've it's had been a rough time and also it was COVID yeah I think a lot of people resonated with that because you know they spent a year locked in their room mm. you know probably feeling really bad about themselves and I think this song was just a bit of like no nah, whatever you're doing is good 
as long as you're working on yourself and you're moving forward, then you're fine. Yeah. So it's like very much the perfect storm of situation. Yeah. What you wrote it for and then people really seeing and understanding that intention and latching onto it themselves. Exactly. And I think like being very like body positive and like loving yourself is very in at the moment. I hope it stays, but I think like, and I never like wrote the song being like, this is in at the moment, but like, I think it just kind of fell in place that that in the internet was becoming very big, was talking about self-love and actually looking after yourself and putting you first. And then the song came out kind of all one at the same time. So I think, I think there's a lot of things that went into this song being successful I don't think I could really pin it. Like I could say, yeah, the viral video, you know, but I think the fact that the song actually resonated in a time where people wanted to feel good about themselves yeah, is why it kind of took off. Right. Is that something that you're intentional about, that body, like going towards that body positivity movement and mm. really like making sure that people feel valued and loved through your music? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like whether that is about body like being body positive I think I always want my music to make people feel good regardless of what they're feeling and you know that's like with Flawless 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 wasn't like a body positive song but it was another like feel good song like you know you are that girl like you know so I think yeah with all my music I am very I don't like sit there and go okay I have this one song now I have to be like this you know figure that's being like, yeah, we're super positive, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, when I sit down and write my music, I do go, okay, cool. Like, this is what I want to share and I want to share like a real aspect of this, Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that was your intention with energy mm. and bringing it back because we kind of sidetracked a little bit. Yeah. But what was the intention for Flawless then when um, you were writing it? I think it? for Flawless, I, I just wanted to write like a song that made me like feel good. Like yeah. I always write like, what do I want to hear? Yeah. You know, and I was kind of feeling like a, in a baddie mood. I was like, yeah, let's write something <laughs> like, you know, that's like, I think uh, I was driving in my car and I heard the beat and I just was like, um, I'm flawless and by that I mean I'm perfectly fly, yeah. And I was like, ooh, we have something, <laughs> like, let's do it, you know. And then I kind of wanted to start working on not rapping, like I don't rap, but like started, wanted to kind of like suss out I th- it's called like a slow R&B rap. That's what it is. Yeah. So I just wanted to like suss out different things and um, try that. So I started off with that, like that image of those couple lines and then just kind of worked off it. So I think it was also like, yes, it was about being positive and loving yourself. But then it was like having that like kind of like sassy side to it that yeah. I wanted to kind of write a little bit more about. That's re- I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you wouldn't say that you go into a song being like, I want I want it to have this feeling or I want it to have this mm. intention. It's more like you start writing it and then you kind of realise what the intention is. Yeah. And then you build off of that to complete the song. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I just wrote a song the other day and um, what it started off being was nothing what it turned out being, like the right. meaning. Like right. I think sometimes you can just come up with ideas and the more you build on it, you're like, ooh. Yeah. It could be this, like I could turn it into this, or it could just take one lyric where you go, oh my gosh, this whole song could be about yeah, this mm. type of feeling, you know? So I never like sit down and go, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah, I think yeah, okay. I think if maybe I was writing like a sad song or something like that, I would. Yeah. I would probably go and 
um, get into that headspace. Yeah, exactly. Like you'd probably think about a specific thing, but because I'm not doing that, I kind of just sit and go, what do I want to write about? Or like, and I go like verse by verse as well. Like I'll sit down and work through things and I'll be like, what's, what'd be funny to talk about? You know, I kind of think of like, what's interesting. Like in the song I am writing about to put out, I talk about like Jack Harlow in it. Oh yeah. Is that all like about the drama that's currently happening or just Jack Harlow in general? No, just Jack Harlow in general, because I just think he has so much confidence and it's like, it's very entertaining to watch. Right. And so, um, yeah, I just was like, and he was like kind of going viral too because because of that, because yeah. of he just had so much confidence and I was like, ooh, I want to write something. Like, yeah. let's write a verse about that. Like little yeah. things mm. like that where you just kind of go, ooh, that'd be fun. Let's yeah. try this. Yeah. So, On a, sorry. Oh, okay. So you like, do you have a specific process for writing then? It, starts, it sounds like you start just about from front to back. Is that, yeah. would you say that's how it works with every song or yeah. is it all kind of organic? I think... I like to hear a beat first. Yeah. Mm. Like I like to kind of listen to something and go, okay, what vibe does this have? And then I'll build off that. Mm. But sometimes like I have a notes file where I have like a bunch of one-liners right. of like titles of songs or like <laughs> one of like the notes in my phone is like 10 pack of chicken nuggets. Like just <laughs> literally like stuff like that where I'm like, I want to put that in a song. Like yeah. I just have little things and then I'll listen to a beat and I'll be like, ooh, what like what what feeling do I get from listening to this beat? Yeah. And then I'll kind of write on top of that. I think yeah. a lot of people start with lyrics first yeah. and sometimes I do, but mostly I'll hear something and then work from there. Yeah. And I like mm. to do it like when I'm there, like I will write the song, like energy. I wrote it in 10 minutes. Oh wow! And I yeah, know like right. a lot of people like, you'll be like, wow, 10 minutes. But seriously, like sometimes you just sit down and feel something and then you yeah. get it out. doesn't mm. mean the song was made in 10 minutes, yeah. but all the lyrics, mm. I like to sit down and just kind of get it all out. Yeah. 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 And I think that makes the most cohesive kind of mm. feeling yeah. within a song as well. Yeah. Um, jo- the, okay. The reason that I reached out to you in the first place <laughs> is because what I like to do with a lot of like the creative people that I know is like, I'll just check in on them like every yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, I wonder what they're up to. <laughs> What's happening? And so it's like, cause you know, there's so many of them now. And like, I feel like we should mention at this point that we yeah. went to high school together. Mm. Um, yes, we did. Tyler yes. was a, a grade above <laughs> Joe and I. We haven't said at any point what high school we went to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right. what, what I find really interesting is how many creative people were there. So I yeah. always like, I'm like, okay, well I wonder what they're up to and I wonder what they're up to. But, um, yeah, so I I did my like six month check in on a couple of people, <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how Tyler's Spotify is doing. And then I saw I like had, didn't even realize that you'd released more stuff since uh, My Oh My, mm. and I was like, oh cool, oh cool, oh cool, oh cool. And then I saw Energy, and I was like, oh cool. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, and then I said to Joe, I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm you know this is really really cool. I really want to get Tyler on. Mm. But I like I don't understand why there isn't an album yet. And then you, what did you say? <laughs> um, well, I said, um, like releasing an album. There's not as much. There's not as much like reason behind releasing an album these days. Yeah, it's hard to get an album noticed compared to singles. Yeah, and so I think I said like while you're starting or whatever, it's generally easiest to sort of find your sound get singles out, um, get noticed. And then once you're more like secure and like known, then start release albums. Yeah. Yeah. It's like complete business move. Like I think a lot of people can release albums because a lot of albums have a, 
like a meaning behind it. Like mm. a, a lot of people make albums because they have a whole thing they want to explain. Yeah. But like for me as a independent artist, like just coming up, it's a business move to do singles because I think like you said, you can kind of play around mm. with what people like and what people don't like. And not that if people don't like a song, I go, I'm never writing that again because yeah. mm. they write what I want. But um, yeah, I think it just gives you also money. It's like a, it's like you wouldn't think so, but it costs a lot to do music. Yeah, mm. like there's just so much involved with it that people forget how much creating anything costs. Costs yeah. money, so much money. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like, like exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, for uh, audio, I was gesturing 100%. at all the cameras in the set and the mics and I'm the stuff. Yeah. Literally, when you did that, I totally forgot there was cameras. So I turned off. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, I, well, yeah, 100% true. Like, there was one point I was working, like, three jobs, including music. Yeah. And that's just because, you know, you gotta you got to pay for stuff. Things aren't cheap. Yeah. And especially when, which you guys probably can agree with doing, like, a podcast, is that you have to start from nothing. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's not like you have, like, mentors and a whole bunch of people being like, yeah, like, I never had anyone being like, come to the studio, do this and that. Like, you seriously have to sit down and go... I need to start from rock bottom. Where do I go? Yeah. And then the more you start getting, the more you start re- like realizing, okay, I need, I need to get this as well. And I need to do this. And the costs kind of start weighing yeah. up. And um, But then on the flip side of that, you get to the point where it's like, you, you go past the, the the tipping point and you're like, I need all the things. I need to get that and that. And yeah. I need like this awesome mic and I need like the best studio. <laughs> yeah. and I need like all oh, the best producer in Brisbane, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe we don't need all of that you stuff. You need to chill. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you had that similar experience? Because we definitely did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, yes and no, because I, the way like I write music is so simple. Yeah. And like my whole process has been really simple and it was simple because I started in COVID. So it had to be simple. Like I couldn't go to studios. I couldn't meet people. I had to find a way to make it really simple. And I think that really helped me when it became successful was because I had something so simple that worked. So I could kind of build off that. But yes, you go through that stage where, what if I had a better mic? Will will my songs be better? What if I have this and that? Like, what if I go to a studio? What what if I pay all this money to go here and do this? And yeah, I think you do go through that stage where you just kind of go, okay, chill. Like, it's going to be good if it's good. Did you you ever find something like that when you were doing live performances as well? Yes, yeah. I think um, I like things like in ears. And when I first started, you the show you came to, Joe came to my first um, headline show for mm. Energy. But the shows I did before then, I had done by myself. I never had anyone else on stage with me. Yeah, right. So um, when when I do shows now, I now perform with um, my amazing bandmate Natalie, and she is like a one-man band. She can play everything. But when I first started, it was literally me with like my phone, a legit phone on stage <laughs> plugged in. I don't even know what they call it, a DI or something like that. Um, and I would plug it in and I would literally have it on the ground. Wow. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing. But You just go backing track one no i'm not even kidding like the on voice one of my comes sh- over the speakers backing track one no it happened it happened oh, no. i'm not even kidding 
Worst, oh my gosh, I have to tell this story. Worst experience of my life. I had my very first show at the Trifford. Have you guys heard of there? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, and I was opening up for this group called, um, oh my gosh, what's their name? Hatchy? Yeah. I think that's yeah. how they pronounce it, but they're pretty big yep. Australian artists. I have heard of them. Yes. Mm. And um, I, it was my first gig ever, <laughs> and I was opening up for them, and I was like, oh my gosh. And... Um, I had my phone and I had like, so sometimes with beats, like sometimes you can work with them and sometimes you just buy them. And sometimes when you're sampling stuff, they have the, like tag at the start. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know, like Thai beats, like it goes <laughs> over, right? And um, I had done it. And then sometimes you just have multiple different stuff you're working with. And I double checked it. I swear a million times I rehearsed with it and for some reason, <laughs> I put the wrong one in and I was singing West Side Romance and it was around the chorus and all you hear is Thai beats oh, <laughs> and it replays no. itself the whole song oh. and I had to keep going and pretend like nothing was happening and I look back at the sound guy and he was like, what the heck? Oh. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It really, oh, I think that is in my nightmares. I was so oh, bad. No. Um, my first show too, but um, hey, at least you kept going. Yeah, I know. I just had to. I the show must go on. I was trying not to laugh too. So <laughs> I was like kind of giggling as I was doing this song. So yeah, it was very awkward. But you know, you have to have awkward shows. Yes. So I never did that ever again. You like your lesson clearly. Double make sure. Um, but yeah, it used to just be like me on the stage, and like when people wanted like encores, I'd run back on and like scroll through my phone and be like, "Sorry, guys, give me a second and I'd find a song. Um, but that was also really good because I like I got to learn how to be on stage by myself. Yeah. you know, so I, I could I had to like perfect my stage craft and be entertaining by myself. Yeah. So that was a really good positive. It made me work a little bit more on how to be a performer and mm. how to talk to an audience and, you know. Yeah. So that was really good. But yeah, now even with um, doing live settings, like you said, I think there's a point where you're just like, if I just have this, if I just have, mm. yeah. if I have a drummer, if I have a piano, if I bring this person, if I, if I get in ears, if I do this and that, um, and then you just kind of be like chill yeah. like it's fine it's, you're doing fine <laughs> it's okay it yeah. if the music's good it's good yeah. I mean I'm really glad I brought someone on stage yeah. with me because just having someone else is very calming yeah but um yeah I really do want to work on my live shows I haven't done them ever since like energy came out I did I opened up for Psycho have you heard of no. Psycho before mm. she's she's great oh wait um, actually yeah. yes I have yeah she's where's she from have you she's got like a real big She's really huge on like Triple J. Yeah. She's yeah. opening up for Tame I Impala. Think she she oh, is right. Brisbane, isn't she? Yes, she yeah, is. Yeah, she came out of VI. Oh. That's how I know the name. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she's, um, she's great. And um, she's doing, she's very young. And so I opened up for her. That was like mm. the last show I've done in a while. Wow. So I'm, mm. I'm keen to yeah. do more live shows. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned before that um, you worked on your stage presence. Mm. Was that like you in your like living room? Yeah, practicing in or? my garage. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> tell yeah. that story. Um, so I, goodness, I would um, just set up my speakers and I would get my like mic stand mm. and I would just practice the sets for like. 
I'm lying. I was going to say I practiced them for hours. I didn't. Oh, it'd be no. like the night before and I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I would sit there and like the day before, just the whole day would just yeah. be, I'd even put a mirror in front of me just say, to watch myself. Yeah. yeah. Just to be like, how does this look like? What was your first big thing of like, oh, I, that has to change? Um, I think the first the first gig I did, I, I think you just realised I need to be able to speak really naturally. Right. Like, I think when you get up there, you think it's just going to be about me singing. Yeah. And you realise it's really not. Like, to be a good performer, you have to be able to engage with people when the song's done. Yeah, like, right. Like, you have to be able to talk and, and be funny. You don't have to be funny. But, but it like, helps. Yeah, it just helps to be able to make everyone feel good. And then yeah. also, like just like the technical side was when I do gigs, I like, I like to dance. I like to get into it. So I had to learn to, you know, be able to sing really well and dance as well. So kind of technically work on breath work and that type of stuff. And obviously your first couple of gigs, you're so nervous. You can't really breathe anyway. So everything sounds bad, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, just like the technical side of being able to dance and move and then also being able to, you know, run a show while you're not singing and yeah. using your talent. I think that's something that Joe and I realized when we did the live show here Yeah, was mm. we didn't really pay any mind to the talking before the show starts. Yeah. But I think that kind of, we were both, we both got up there and we're like, oh right, we, there's people yeah. <laughs> and we have to talk to them before the actual show yeah. starts. And yeah. the people are looking at you Yeah, yeah. and it's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, we've all done a little bit of theater stuff yeah. before. Mm. But it's so different when it's you. Mm. Like when it's a character, it's like, okay, there's a clear disconnect between me and you. Yeah. There is a, there's a, you know, there is a fourth wall there. Yeah. But then when it's, you know, for you performing and for us doing a live show, Mm. it's just, there is no fourth wall. It's Mm. you and it's the audience and you can interact back and forth and there's no barrier. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of a really big shock for us. Oh yeah. You just kind of turn face that way and don't watch them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The whole live show, we were just like this. I know. (laughs) I know. And it's like those things where you're there and you're like, wow, I really need to work that out. Yeah. I literally like you you can just sit there and go, I like hid from the audience. Yeah. That's how you can feel. Like you just mm-hmm. you get in your own little zone and it's so true what you said before, like the, even the talking beforehand. Like I remember my first couple shows walking up on stage and because I opened or I did little things, like no one's listening to you. So even yeah. when you're talking, people are talking over you and yeah. when you rehearse, no one's doing that. Like you rehearse expecting people to look at you. Yeah. And then sometimes it can be very distracting when there's, you can literally hear millions of conversations happening. Mm. Like I've done shows where I'll be singing and I could literally tell you what someone in front of me was talking about. (laughs) And it's very distracting. Sometimes you just have to be like, okay, okay. not everyone cares. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. But yeah. It's the ego though. Mm. Exactly. And like also kind of like what you said is, you know, in school, people were coming to watch you, but also they're coming to watch everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, when people come to watch you guys on your podcast, you know they're coming to hear you. Like yeah. That's the main event. And yeah. So, yeah, it is a bit freaky, but also it's the funnest experience. Like, oh, I yeah. think I get the most, it's so rewarding doing live shows. That's one of my favorite parts is getting to hear people sing to things and I, I think you guys could yeah. probably agree that when you were there, even just hearing like the applause afterwards was like, 
cool. Yeah. Mm. People are well, watching. It's, it's easy to see the number and go, yeah, cool. Yeah. People are listening, yeah. but it's d- completely different. Even if it's like so much smaller physically than, than the number on the screen, mm. but it feels so much larger. Cause it's like, wow, like they're here Yeah, <laughs> and they, they're list like they're actively paying attention. Mm, exactly. I think that was the big thing that, I, you know, I'm sure you felt as well. Yeah. And I think that's why I haven't really been able to comprehend the numbers with energy because I haven't done live performances yeah. for a while. So like, it's so cool to hear like 3 million, but then that's just like a number on a screen. Yeah. Like mm. when you go do live, like you said, you see people and you're like, wow, yeah. people care. Like they yeah. rocked up, you know, Imagine performing to 13 million people. <sighs> yeah. Be epic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I thrive. Like the times where I perform the best is when I'm stressed. Right. Like oh. that's when I feel like I perform my best. Like when I feel pressure. Mm. Like if you put me in front of five people, you're going to hear the worst show ever. Because yeah. I'd mm. be like, this is just. Too chill. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. But yeah, hopefully one day we get to perform to some big amounts of people. I'm sure it'll happen. Some corporate Fingers so, crossed. Yeah. Do you have a, other than the, the phone story, do you have a, a, a live show that was worse than that? What's your worst live experience? Oh, that's probably honestly the most embarrassing, that one, because I could just see everyone's face going like, oh, <laughs> oh you messed up. Like, <laughs> or like you just like copied someone's song or something. That's what yeah, it felt right. like. I thought people were thinking that it wasn't my song. Right. Um, that, no, that was probably the most embarrassing. But like you, you obviously have your... Like, I think everyone, you have stuff on stage where I forget lyrics all the time mm. and I'll just make up some random ads <laughs> stuff <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like sometimes you can't hear yourself. I think oh, the yeah. show you came to, there was a few um, moments where we couldn't hear ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, you're just kind of sitting there Swinging like, it. what's happening? <laughs> um, but no, I think I've got pretty good at covering up. The yeah. first show, I think that was such an initial shock that I just went and reworked everything. Yeah. Mm. So that like you cover your bases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the worst one. First one was worse. I don't think I could get worse than that. Yeah. Touch wood. No, I probably yeah. can. I probably <laughs> can get worse. If you try really hard, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you can. I'll probably fall or do something clumsy uh, on like stage. The, um, that Travis Scott clip where he's like, <laughs> he just walks In off auto-tune. the edge. Ah! Like yeah. auto tune to me. It's so funny. Or like people falling off. Or I love that meme yeah. so much. That was really so funny. good. Yeah, it can get um, really worse. <laughs> In terms of like your writing and writing music, mm. gr- like, do you feel like there's been a, a, a specific moment in your life that has been kind of a catalyst that has pushed you towards what and how you're creating? Um, no, I think I've always been me. Like, right. I know that sounds like interesting, but like, I've always had a very strong sense of self. Yeah. I think I was homeschooled <laughs> yeah. for a long time. A lot of people don't know that, but, and I lot of, I think a lot of people um, can be like, wow, that's really weird. But for me and like just the family I grew up in and the way we did it was super beneficial for me. I feel like I always had a very strong self-awareness. Yeah. And so, um, no, I don't think there was a specific moment. I think I, like my songs Especially now, like after energy and everything, they're really me. Like I feel like that is me. I think it took some time to figure out how you like writing. But I think I've always just kind of like known myself and and what I want to ride and what I want to do. So not really. I think it's just I finally did it. Yeah. It's like you you finally just go, yeah, okay, now I'm going to do it. And then you do it. 
Yeah. So yeah, probably That's not. The best feeling. Was there something that pushed you to do that? Was there something that happened that you're like, okay, no, nah, I have this, I have to do it. Um, probably just boredom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, co- like. Like I said, I did in the midst of COVID. So I, when I put my first song out, My My, was during that like four month lockdown where yeah. everyone had to stay home. And I had already like, no, I hadn't actually. I was there and I was like, I'm going to order a mic online, like did all this stuff. And I just recorded in the closet. Yeah. Like yeah. I just soundproofed my own stuff. And then I've never been to a studio either. I've never, funny enough, I've never worked with anyone ever in person oh wow with my music even like interesting when yeah. i sent it off to do mixing a lot of people don't know this but spotify has a website called sound better and they have a lot of credited producers that work with labels they like you have to have credits oh. to work on there mm. and they have a lot of producers and songwriters and all this type of stuff i just worked with the producers mixes and i would send my beat and my song and they would mix it for me because I tried mixing listening to your voice for hours was not for me yeah like there's only a certain amount of time you can hear yourself talk yeah that's why Joe makes me edit the podcast yes (laughs) yes. (laughs) I can listen to it I can't watch it though yeah right I'm very used to hearing my own and your voice now Mm. (laughs) yeah yes it is it's very cringe that's like TikTok like when I hear myself I'm like you're so cringe but whatever (laughs) (laughs) like it's okay we'll post it um, but yeah, so I would just send it off to people yeah. and we'd work on it back and forth and mm. that's how all my songs have been done so far. Right. So I've never, um, worked with anyone in the studio or even in person or never even done a song with anyone else right. yet. Yet. So yeah. With Actually, that's a lie. I went, I saw one person, her name's the letter L and I went into, um, she has like a home studio. I did some stuff with her. She helped me out with some harmonies on energy mm. actually um but apart from that like never actually sat and done a whole song with someone yeah right yeah, yeah which is really what i want to do because mm. it's it's kind of lonely doing it yourself yeah yeah i'm kind of sick of myself to be honest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm getting boring <laughs> <laughs> when you send well when you sent off the uh your song and the beat did they also like not coach you but help you produce your vocals as well or was it just like the mixing no just mixing yeah right so like all like harmonies vocals all that type of stuff i have to have ready yeah you can like there's people on there where you can like send stuff and they can go back and forth Hmm. but i just figured if i do it myself it's going to be perfect to me like yeah i spent a lot of time kind of going through doing ad libs and all that type Hmm. of stuff and then yeah i send it off to them and they just mix it yeah. They just do all like the different effects and, mm. you know, volumes and stuff like that and then yeah. send it back. So that's been like the most, like I said, it's a very simple like routine and it's mm. been very cost effective. It's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's allowed me to do a lot. Mm. So you're like, what, two years, almost two years down now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's been the hardest realization or even like, the hardest moment of those two years so far? Um, probably like the last six months because I, it's kind of like what I touched on before, like it's really hard to do it yourself. Yeah. Like, and I think the hardest thing 
and I've had so many conversations about this as just not really being realised, like not not realised, not being seen. Right. Like you know, I've had so many conversations with labels and stuff like that. I've turned down a lot of label deals and a lot of this and that. And even when it comes to like management, like I think that's been the hardest thing is realising I can't do it myself. Yeah. There's only so much. I can get my music out there. I've done really good so far. Mm. But there is a point in this type of industry where you do need to have other people help you move forward. That's how you kind of, especially music, um, when it comes to management and all that. But yeah, I think that's just kind of the hardest part is going like I, like the realization of needing a team and that's not really the easiest thing to find or Mm. even like wanting, having people wanting to work with you has been... I think hard. It's been good though. Like I, there's always positives and negatives. Like there's the side where it goes, you know, you can, there is so much I've done by myself, which is, I think it's, you know, it's really good to realize that, but yeah, I think. 13 million alone is not a small feat. (laughs) It is, it is really crazy. And there's a lot of like luck with that, but then also not a lot of luck. Like there's so much work put into it, which you guys would, you guys would know being creative, like people just, don't understand how much work goes into Mm. these things like the you know the hours of Mm -hmm. coming home from doing two jobs and Mm -hmm. then like I always tell people if you're not willing to work three jobs and come home and spend the rest of your night working on what you want to do I don't think it's what you want to do yeah Mm. you know because there's just there's a lot of time you have to fill and a lot of stuff you have to rework and try and figure out yourself and um which we kind of talked about when we, I was listening to Mr. Beast podcast. Yeah. He was really great at explaining that because he, he just like goes on about, he spent 10 years not yeah. being popular. You have to be obsessive. Yeah. What was it? It was, you have to be addictive, obsessive and disciplined. Yeah, that exactly. And I think I've lost, like, that sounds really sad. It's not sad, but I love my friends, but I've lost a lot of like social time as well. Oh yeah. Like it's just, um, just a lot of stuff you have to give up mm-hmm. to... But then that's the thing as well. Like, people don't realize that that, that even happens. Yeah. They just see the, the end product and they go, oh, wow, like, you've made it, you know? Yeah. But they don't see that you've, you know, gotten rid of X, Y, Z to make the time yeah. to get there. Like, Joe and I have talked about this a lot, but, you know, the stuff that we sacrifice to do this every week yeah. and to have this done every week and, like, for mm. me as well, making the movies every day, like... The time that goes into that, like yep. I, that time has to come from somewhere, you know. Exactly. And, and you know, I still work a job, and I do this, and I do other projects, and mm. you still work a job, and mm-hmm. do this, and do other projects. Like, yeah, it's exactly what you said. You know, if you're not willing to take that time at the end of the day after you get home, and you're exhausted, yeah. and you're wrecked, exactly, and you're still gonna do it because mm. that's just you cannot imagine doing anything else exactly. with your life. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's hundred percent true. Like you have to be willing to do everything you can imagine to get something done and also like be happy that if it's not successful yeah like the amount of videos i put out and the amount of songs i've written that haven't seen the light of day mm-hmm. that or that have seen the light of day and didn't do anything yeah like you have to be okay with failing yeah every single day and just waiting for that one moment to happen and then also when that moment happens you got to be prepared to back it up you know, like you got to be prepared to, you know, if something goes well, 
to always back everything up and have that worth e- mm. ethic to take you further. Yeah. Mm. I think that's something that we talked about with the podcast as well. We were like, you know, if the podcast took off mm. at episode 10 or 20 or even 50, mm. like, you know, A, we would have gotten bored immediately mm. and B, yeah. it wouldn't have been a good show. Yeah. And so, you know, it takes time to iterate to get to a point where people even want to be involved with it yeah. and want to listen and want to watch and want to mm. take part in your content. Um, and so, like, I th- it's exactly what you said. Like, you have to back it up and you have to have a backlog yeah. for people to find mm-hmm. and then go, oh, cool, they have five, six, seven, twenty, forty, fifty 20, 40, 50 yeah. other things for me to go and check out now. Mm. And that's how they get hooked on the next thing. Like, yeah. I think... I remember seeing a while ago that it takes seven touch points for someone to become invested. Yeah. Like it takes seven separate things Mm. for them to be like, okay, I want to see the next thing that this person puts out. Interesting. Whatever that is. Like that could be, you know, for you, it could be, you know, three songs, two Instagram posts, two TikToks. Yeah. And then that could be it. That could be the, like the seven touch points for them. Mm. And so that's all it takes. But if you don't, if you only have the one thing and that's what's taken off and you don't have anything to back that up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why there's like, and it's really interesting. I've had so many conversations with labels about this actually, mm. where um, they will always book meetings with like people that have had a viral hit mm. and they want to talk first because they just said the amount of people that have randomly got successful and have nothing to back it with, like have no, I mean, I'm talking in music. There could be so many different avenues, but like they have no songs ready to go afterwards. They have no idea how they got successful, Mm. like all these things. And then they just have those meetings and then go, yeah, okay, well, these people are are random success. Who cares? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. that sounds really bad, but that's what they do because they do realize that there's some people that just got a random success and they have nothing to back it. Yeah. Like they don't like, I think worth ethic is just huge to just go okay wow they've done all this like Mm -hmm. for you guys like so many episodes where none of them might have taken off but you know in five years time or in two years time you might have something take off and they go wow they did all this when nothing was that's exactly when nothing was hitting yeah Mm -hmm. and I think people see that like time money and effort yeah Mm -hmm. you know especially if you're a creative I think you know I can watch you guys and be like yeah I feel that. Yeah. Like, I, I can see that. There's so much work that goes into it. Yeah. And I think that is a really hard thing is that as a creative, like, you do put yourself out there to, like, fail every day. Yeah. Mm. And that sometimes is like, oh, damn. Yeah. But it's scary. Yeah. It is. It's it is. scary to fail every day. It is. I think, for, like, for me with my TikToks as well, they were so cringe that <laughs> I, like, the fear, like, fear yeah the fear of like my friends seeing Mm. it was like oh i hate this yeah i don't care who else saw it but if someone yeah still to this day if i have like friends that are like oh i saw this i'm like no you didn't (laughs) you didn't no you didn't don't tell me (laughs) don't tell me you didn't see that (laughs) like i black it out don't talk about it (laughs) but yeah it is it is being creatives the funnest thing in the world but there's Mm. a lot of work hey I think that was the moment that I realized I was really proud of this show mm. was when someone was like, oh, I listened to, to an episode of your podcast. And my first reaction wasn't, oh, which one? It was, oh, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's so many that you're like, cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. is really epic. I'm just waiting for your viral moment, guys. 
It's coming. It's coming. We it's feel coming. it. I'm very excited. <laughs> we feel it in our jellies. It will. Yeah. It will. Um, Joe Rogan even said that he it, he lost money for the first five years of his podcast. Yeah. And he mm. was somebody. Like he did radio shows and stuff beforehand. Yeah. Mm. He lost for five years lost money on a podcast. So it's exactly it. It's building five a years, people, mm. and you're going to be big. Get I mean, that was a big a big part of us starting the show in the first place, though, was being able to document that process mm. as well. Um, and, and being able to document us growing as creative individuals and as personalities. Mm. Mm. Like you look at episode one, Joe and Frank, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. wow. And you look at, you look <laughs> at now, it's very clear now that it's like a, it's not, a, not like it's put on, but it's a much more curated personality. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting in comparison to the first episode. Mm. Um, mm. Not to say that that's fake in any way, yeah. but it's just, yes, it's just different. Different, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I have so much to talk about yeah. in that <laughs> area. Like, and I get this all the time with my TikToks as well. Like, I have so many people. Like, when I do TikToks, and it's exactly what you said. Like, people will be like, "You're not like that in person," and I'm like, "Well, it's it is really weird to be in front of a camera mm-hmm. and to like talk and." do stuff and like you said it's not fake that's just what comes out when you're in front of a camera like I get people all the time on my TikToks being like are you American what like (laughs) I know you're Australian like all this stuff or being like you're so hype and I'm like well that's just what comes out it's not fake at all Mm. it's just you know and I think like you said as time you just go you look back and you're like (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. I'm like that person was so invested Mm -hmm. But I think though you, you change. Yeah, you grow into that yeah. personality, I think. And like that's something that I struggled with a lot making my movies every day is like when I started, I would edit them and I'd be like this doesn't feel like me. Like yeah. I, like I'm clearly putting something on and it's only like from probably 40 or 50 that I'm like okay, now it feels like me. Mm-hmm. I've had people being like, yeah, your movies just feel like I'm hanging out with you. And it's like, yes, yes. that's exactly yeah, exactly what I want. It takes time. It takes time mm. and it takes iterations and it takes like trying things out and being yeah. like why do I feel weird doing this one thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm still at that point. Like, I yeah. think, I think it's with TikTok. It's because I'm trying to do so many different, I think, well, you have to, as a singer, you have to do every single social platform yeah. that as a, as an artist, like as my songwriting, I feel like I've hit my point where I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. I know my voice, but in terms of, and like Instagram as well, same, I feel like I know what I'm doing. I kind of got my stuff, but when it comes to TikTok, like it's still trying to figure out that because I'm not an influencer. Mm. That's not what I am. Like, Mm. I don't make TikToks as a living, but, like, it's still trying to find that, like, balance of who do you want to come across as and, like, how can you be more natural Mm. in and show, like, vulnerability and all this stuff while also, like, promoting your stuff. That's what is, like, super big on what I'm trying to work with with TikTok right now Mm. is trying to find that, like... Like you said, for people to watch it and go, like, yeah, that is Tyler. Yeah. That's just hanging out with her. I mean, my TikToks are a side that is me. Like, I'm just very hyped on my TikToks. Yeah. yeah. So that definitely is a side. Like, if I was talking to a girl and I was hyping her up, I'd be exactly like what I am in my videos. But, like, also trying to find that balance of, like, when I'm not like that, how can I portray that? across which is mm. hard yeah trying to figure that out still it takes time yeah, it does it time does. and iterations it does. it does do you have a one, one more question or do you want to um no i was looking at the time we might so was i <laughs> yeah we might need to start wrapping up here. yeah do you want to like ask your point? last sure. question um well second last i guess yeah was there anything 
in the show that you wish we had talked about or a story you wish you could have told or something you were expecting when you came here? No, I had like no expectations because this is my first podcast, which is super exciting. So I just like had no expectations. But um, Is there anything you wish we'd brought up? um, But like nothing I wish you brought up, no. I think probably not. I mean, you could... No. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, fine. Was fine. You, guys, that you did fine. great. <laughs> you did great. That's cool. Um, well, last thing. Well, almost last thing. Mm. What is some advice or something that you would share with someone who is just wanting to start music or just thinking of mm. getting into music? Um, it can be anything. Yeah, there's so many things I could say. But I think if I was going to say like one important thing would be like you have to like give up the idea that everyone's going to be down for what you're doing. Mm. Like Mm. you have to let go of the idea that people are going to see your vision because not everyone's going to see it. Even if they're like the most supportive people, like not everyone's going to see the vision you have. And I think sometimes you can try and get validation from people and be like, what do you think of this? Like blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think that would be like my one advice is to just – Stop looking for approval in other people and just, if you have a vision, you have a vision and do it. That's what I would say. That's great. That's, that's really good. I like to that a lot. To mini me. Yeah. <laughs> to mini me. Yeah. That's what um, I'd say. And very, very last question. Mm. What are you working on? What's next for Tyler? Oh, so mm. many songs. So many songs. Yeah. I, I have so many singles I want to release. So I think I'll probably have a new one out. Next month, maybe. Exciting. Yeah, which is really mm. exciting. I think just working on new music and then also um, in just like my me, like finer details is like getting a team. I think yeah. that's mm. the a really exciting thing that I look forward to is along with my music is just building a really good team behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those music all the way. Music yeah. all the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me music. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Catch catch you out here doing like meme compilation songs. Yeah. I'm going to come up with some meme country songs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want some yeehaw bangers. <laughs> I would pump them so hard. Yes. Yep. yes. Yep. Even if it's just you, that's fine. It could be a flop. I don't care. (laughs) 40,000 streams. All me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Please. Just have it on loop. Yeah. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Um, Where can people find you? If you want to, you can look in that camera or the middle one, whichever one you want. Which one? Just not that one. I got no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where can people find me? You can go on, I think I'm under the same thing for everything, but for Spotify and Apple Music, it's Tyler Jane. And then for my socials, TikTok and um, Instagram is the Tyler Jane. That's where you can find me. That's T-Y-L-A. Yeah, T-Y-L-A-J-A-N-E. Yeah. (laughs) We have the same naming convention on Instagram and TikTok. Are you there? I'm I'm the the Frank Menken on everything as well. I used to be... How good. Heck yes. I literally changed it the other day. It used to be Tyler Jane because Tyler Jane was taken. Right. So it used to uh, be like Tyler. That's why I did. Like triple E's. Yeah. Uh. That's why I did the Frank Mankin because it yeah. was Frank Mankin was taken as well. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, what can I do that doesn't stuff up my username? Yeah. So yeah. It's so good though, right? I changed it to that and I was like, yeah, this It feels very official. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll get, a, like, I'll, get, I'll get a blue tick. Exactly. I'm like, I'm verifying myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a blue tick. <laughs> I am the Tyler. Yeah. We're just, exactly. Joe I'm just Joe Murray. Yeah. I think the wise. Joe Murray was 
not there. Oh. You so need to, you need to get on the Yeah, I do. You need to get on the V. So it's, it's Joe Murray, but instead of a U, it's another Y. Join, so it's like we're going to change Myra. that. Join the V train. train. Yeah. The V train. The V yeah. train. Be self-conceited like Yeah, us. this is a trend. <laughs> exactly. We'll do um, it. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of trends, mm. we have a trendition on our show. Oh. I was, I was proud that, of that, that one. That was really good. good. That's okay. Much, we've come a long way from <laughs> <laughs> Um We have a tradition on our show where a guest gets to do the outro for the show. So basically how it works is I'll do the outro to the camera and then we, normally when it's just Joe and I, we say bye, bye, bye and then we press the button. Yeah. How it's going to work is I'm going to do the outro, then we're going to go bye, bye, you're going to say bye and then you get to hit the button. It's this pink one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah? This is so much pressure. <laughs> okay. You just got to press okay, the button. That's fine. That's it. You the can pink do it. one. Make sure it's the pink one. Make but sure it's the pink one. one. Bye and then the pink one? Yeah. yeah. So okay. you say the last bye. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the thing. All right. You have to be Bye. ready. Bye. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of the Fro Show. Thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us. Yeah, we hope you've had a great time and that we've gotten you to wherever you were going safely. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Also, rate the show on Spotify. Yeah. Bye. 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 Nailed it. Yeah. Well done. Oh, Absolutely oh, crushed it. Did you have fun? I know, it goes so fast. An hour and two minutes. Wait, where's the timer? There. Oh, sorry. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) whoa. I know. That felt like literally like 10 minutes. Yes.